the Toddcast Podcast. Follow on Instagram and Twitter at Toddcast Podcast. Hey, buddy. What's happening? What's going on with you, man? Just uh, having a little soaker here, post-game stress relief soaker. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I uh, was texting with you today, and you were saying you had some big money on tonight's uh, NFL game. What's big money to you? About five figures. Oh no, shit! Wow. Okay, so what's uh, what's the outcome from tonight? Are you soaking, going like yes, or are you soaking, going like man, that's that's some money to lose. I uh, I got lucky. I uh, <laughs> nice. I bet bet on Green Bay tonight, but the spread how ninety five percent of the football world would bet is. Are you familiar with sports betting at all? Yeah, a fair amount. Yeah. So the way they do it to make it fair is. Like, you don't just bet 100 to win 100 on a side because one side's much better than the other side at times. You know, like the Patriots, when they play in Miami, they're a 22, 23-point favorite. Right. So in order to make money, you have to bet on New England to win by 23 points. If they win by 15, you would lose your bet. Well, in this case today, the line was Green Bay minus 3.5, wow. which means they had to win by 4 or more if you bet Green Bay, and Detroit could lose by 4 or more. Uh, by less than four if you wanted to bet on Detroit. But I have a future bet on Green Bay to win the Super Bowl. Hi, yeah, you do. So I'm not going to bet against Green Bay, even though I thought Detroit was the right side with the points. I'm not rooting for Detroit when I have a Super Bowl bet on Green Bay. So I found an alternative bet, which was Green Bay on the money line, which means if they walk out of there with a W, doesn't matter by one or two or ten points, I win. Mm. Had to, I had to risk more to win less doing it that way. So they were a $1.90 favorite, which means you have to risk $190 to get your $190 back plus 100 Right. Whereas the other bets is basically even money, you know, with a little juice, like 110 to win a profit 100 So this one you had to risk a lot more, and it wasn't looking too good when they were down uh, 13 nothing early and got nothing going. Yeah. But uh, good old A-Rod, uh, master of the clock. Little little help from the referees tonight. I feel like they called a few phantom uh, penalties on Detroit. But the bottom line is we squeaked out the win, and now I'm in the hot tub uh, <laughs> with action. Nice. And so what's the most you've ever won from a single bet? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I mean, I don't like to dive into to numbers too much. No, uh, I know. Most, most don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, that, I, I had a very big bet in 2010 on one single game. Um, the, uh, me and, me and, uh, six of my buddies went to the Canadian Olympic game, gold medal game, Canada versus USA. Nice. And I had a, a future bet that I made to start the tournament, which was Canada to win gold in men's hockey. And then, uh, as I sometimes do right before the game, I added a little bit more. <laughs> and, uh, so after the overtime winner, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a nice little payday, but Hey, there's, uh, plenty of. Plenty of losing days, too. It's not uh, sports betting. Of course. And, and do you go the other side? Like, what's the most you've ever lost in a bet? Oh, I've, I've, I've lost grips, too, you know. Yeah. Again, yeah. like, figures <laughs> are kind of irrelevant. I mean, you know, but I, True enough. I go to games, and I, I, I'm a little more controlled when I'm watching the game on TV and, and stuff. But when I go to a game, I, I want to, you know, I want to have a reason to get out of my seat and yell and scream. And yeah. The problem is when I go to the game, typically, like, like I'm, when my heart's not involved, obviously I'm a Canuck guy being from Vancouver, and I'm a Dodger guy because I'm in L.A. a lot for poker, so Dodgers, Angels, those are my kind of home teams. I live in Canada, so I like the Blue Jays. 
when I stay away from my heart, I tend to do pretty good if I just look at the game and analyze who I think is going to win the game. But when I go to the game, which is usually a Canucks Dodgers game, I like to be having fun with the crowd, and so I I tend to tend to be a homer, and sometimes that can cost me. And uh, the home side's usually higher juice, and you know, blah blah blah. And like I said, when I go to the game, I want to really cheer. I want to yeah. pay for usually my my seats, which are usually either almost in the dugout or right on the ice, and they're obviously a little more pricey than if I was sitting somewhere else. So I. I want to, you know, cover the seats plus a little bit. So that's usually when my bigger bets arrive is when I'm at the game. Right, right. And then at that point, it's a, it's a win some, lose some. Basically, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. like I said, going to the games can be, can be hard because it's not as much of a smart bet as it is a heart bet. And you, I mean, I'm sure you've heard the saying, don't, don't ever bet with your heart, you know. And right. I mean, like, what's your, what's your favorite sports team? Oh, Canucks. Canucks, okay. So if you were going to bet money, you wouldn't go to the game and, and bet on the Flyers, or so you know, you'd, you'd want to cheer for your Canucks, cheer with the fans, and have all that. But it's not always a, a smart play, right? Whereas, if you're betting on, you know, two teams that you don't have, you don't really care about, you Caesar. might be more inclined to to make a smart financial bet versus a hard bet, right? And that's where I get into trouble. Plus, when I'm not at the game, I don't care as much. I don't have as much money invested in tickets. Blah 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 blah. So yeah, I, I tend to get carried away when I go to the sporting events. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg, we uh, we have uh, Greg Mueller, who of course uh, is a pro poker player, but pro hockey player as well. What's your first memory of, of hockey? Jeez, my first memory. Uh, well, my dad, my 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 dad's German, and so he had me in soccer when I was a kid. And a lot of my my buddies at school they played hockey. So I remember being in grade one and just asking my parents to drop me off at the rink and just watch my five, six, seven-year-old buddies play. And I just loved it so much that, that I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, uh, so I would go play soccer and then go watch the hockey. And then eventually I convinced my, my parents to put me into, into hockey. And it's kind of been my life ever since. And, and what, what, which team was it? It was always the Vancouver Canucks for you? Well, I mean, I, when I was watching my buddies, it was White Rock. That's where I live. It was, you know, yeah. the White Rock. But yeah, just growing up here and, and you know, um, practicing with, with some of the Canucks guys in the off seasons and stuff. I mean, I played in Europe, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And even now being, you know, being fortunate enough to be a friend of the Canucks alumni and, and go on and play with them and some of the charity, um, charity gigs that they have in, in, in BC, you know, Duncan and, and Squamish and, and that sort of thing. I, I'm very, very fortunate to have the opportunity to be on the ice with a lot of mm-hmm. local legends that, you know, I watched as a kid, and 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 we all kind of idolized. So walk us through. Did you ever try for for the NHL? Because you professionally in Germany. I I played in the in the highest league there, the DEL called the Deutsche Ice Hockey League. Yeah. I mean, I was a I was a late bloomer. Um, mm. In everything in life, you know, my size, my confidence, like it just it, it took me a little uh, took me a little longer um, to you know grow into my body and went from being a tall, gangly, you know kid to you know took me a while to to mature and to, to uh, grow into your size yeah exactly and yeah. and and i think by that time you know when the to have a chance at the nhl you have to dominate the western hockey league at 18 and and i was certainly nowhere nowhere near that at, at that age and yeah. you know i trained harder at 1920s kind of thing and had an opportunity to go over over to europe and within a couple of years i 
I I really worked uh, worked hard at my skating, which was always very bad, and and worked hard at that, and and you know did a lot of lifting and and, and off ice training, and and you know turned into a decent hockey player, but but by that time you missed the boat for the NHL, so that was never really an option. But uh, I had a, a really you know really good time and really good experience over overseas. What do you think is more uh, demanding mentally? Playing professional hockey, being a D man, or professional poker player. What's what takes more? Well, well, it's funny. There, people often ask me that. I mean, there, there's a lot of similarities. I mean, just the sure the competitive aspect of it. You know, being a ex professional athlete, obviously you're competitive and playing poker in these tournaments and competitions. You know, you want to win. I mean, that's the the first thing is the the, the drive to win, but also you know, discipline is uh, extremely important and probably the most similar aspect. I mean, you know, when when you're playing professional hockey, you have to take care of your body. You know, you have to train really hard. You got to get up early. You got to eat right. These are things that you kind of take for granted at the time. And now realizing when you're out of the game, how easy it is to not go work out, to eat poorly, third right. after dessert, and you know, when you're when you're playing and you know that a few extra pounds on slows you down and can make all the difference and in the poker world it's a different type of discipline I mean for me I play the best poker when I'm physically fit too like I had a, I had a good summer one one of my third bracelet and and a big part of that was because I trained really hard in the off season to be really fit which which in turn helps me mentally but also physically when you're putting in all the hours and and everything you know other people not so much they they play poker they're heavier they don't care it doesn't bother them to me it really it really makes a difference and then that's the first part of the similarity as far as the you know trying to be extra uh physically fit but obviously the mental toughness um you know just like in hockey if a guy gives you a cheap shot you know you you can't just turn around instinctively and chop them and take a penalty that's going to hurt your team you have to kind of wait till later wait till the game's out of hand or mm-hmm. so on and so forth and the same thing as in poker if a guy gives you a bad beat and you're just despising his look for whatever reason or the way he acts or maybe he's cocky or the way he throws the chips and you just want to get him really bad you can't sometimes a situation just comes across where he has way more chips than you and you can't battle with him or you're not getting the hands and you have to stay patient and that's where a lot of people make mistakes is they want to beat somebody really bad and then make uh poor you know mathematical decisions and 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 that, and that's where the discipline comes in just to be patient you know um things aren't going your way and you know you have to just you know stay with it and and weather the storm and and battle the adversity and that's you know that's takes a lot of discipline very similar to you know to being a professional um hockey player and and uh, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, but didn't aren't they thinking of maybe putting in pro poker into the Olympics? I'll be honest, I haven't heard of that. Um, like I I just read that like last week. You know, poker's tried to expand a lot of times, and there's only so much you can do with it. At the end, I feel like um, you know it got really popular um, for a while on TV and. And everybody was playing. Yeah, big time. Playing and and you know it'd be like somebody's birthday party. What do you want to do? Oh, let's have a home poker game. And, you know, it was like golfing and sushi. It, it became really, really popular. Um, but at the end of the day, I think there's only so much you can do. And, and as much as I feel like it's a very 
it is a skill game and the cream rises and and you know there's a lot of work to be done and discipline and and you got to know number i mean there's people say well, give me your most important tip as a poker player well there's you can't just it's not how it works i mean mm-hmm. there's a million things you could you know go on about that are extremely important yeah. but at the end of the day it's not a sport and you know i, I feel like the olympics they're, they're athletes and poker players although very intelligent and very competitive they're not athletes so mm. as much as I would love it because it would be potentially an opportunity for me to play for a country. No doubt. I would, I would think that that's, uh, you know, there was, we've, we've had all kinds of things where you want, wanted to make it a world competition teams. Like I was uh, probably about maybe six to eight or 10 years back. They wanted to, to start this, this, this league and the guy starting the league asked me to be captain of team Canada. And I got, a, you know, got my, my buddies best and the best players available and you know i told them this is what we got to do and this route's going to work and but it ended up not going you know and if so if it was like a competition like that or you know world games like if it was part of the world games or you know no, definitely they like to make it as a as a you know even like as a as a country allegiance thing but as far as olympics i, I can't see that ever happening you had mentioned uh, the the bracelets you've won three correct what stands out from the first time that you won in what uh, ten years ago, I guess now. Yeah, exactly. Well, the difference is my 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 passion and hunger for the game. I mean, back then, I was I would go on the road, and I was always on the road, and I would drop my suitcases off and not unpack and play twenty hours before I even unpacked. Like that's how much I loved playing poker. That's how much I wanted to be on the felt and and just play. And you know now. I don't go on the road very much at all. I go for the World Series of Poker, and, you know, I love watching my sports. I got a nice setup with a bunch of TVs, and I love to bet on the games. I, that's my competition. I kind of, you know, A, study who I think's going to win, B, looking at the lines going, hmm, I feel like this is too easy. This is like a captain obvious side. Like, a lot of my buddies will be like, yeah, I think I'm going to take this side. And I'm like, yeah, all five of them are on the same side. Well, guess what? The public doesn't beat Las Vegas odds makers. So when I see that and I'm on their side, I'm like, hmm, something's wrong. I think I'm going to go on the Something's other side. off, yeah, yeah. So, and, and so, like, that's kind of, I get excited. Ooh, the game's on at five. And, you know, it, whether it's baseball, hockey, NFL, I, I'm pumped about that, you know. Whereas going on the road, you know, traveling, sitting at the table 10 hours, not exercising, you know, it's, I, I just don't enjoy it as much anymore. So I guess back to your original question. It was easy to have that hunger to win uh, when I did 10 years ago, you know, and then also just, you know, getting the, the, the poker world's most coveted prize of winning a bracelet, which is everybody's dream. You know, once I won one and then like, I had a couple seconds, I won one and then boom, a week later, I won another one. I just, I, I lost kind of my hunger. And then this year I kind of said, you know what, um, A, it's a young man's game, just like the sports is, like they're just so fast, the kids and and they think quickly and the stamina and you know it's becoming a young man's game i was like you know what i i i i want to see if i can if i can still do it kind of and and uh like i said i came in tip-top shape into the summer and and did something i don't usually do at all on my instagram was i said hey i'm gonna i'll be i put up a picture of a final table from a few years ago and i said i'll be making one of these final tables real soon and <laughs> nice sure enough five days later i was there and 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 I wanted, and the special thing about this one was, is you know, I didn't feel like I had the cards to win, and it wasn't like I was getting, you know, aces, and the guy would have kings. It wasn't like that. Like I was battling a short stack, grinding away, 
looking for opportunities, making, like, I watched the, the whole thing. It was on uh, CBS down south, and, and, uh, and I watched it after the tournament. I was so, you know, my adrenaline. I went into my hotel room and watched it, and I was so thrilled with how I played with the big laydowns I made and the big hero calls that I made. And uh, so this one was different as far as special goes. You know, the first one's always really special. Yeah. This one was probably equally special just in a different in a different light. Man, oh man. And three. Amazing. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, thank you. And like I said, I don't, uh, you know, I think Daniel has uh, six uh, as far as the top Canadian, Daniel Negrano. Right. And, hey, he deserves it. He's a great player, a good ambassador. But he plays all the tournaments all the time. And I play, you know, a lot less. Um, I chase the, 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 the glory a lot less. And so being tied for second with my good buddy Dan Adima actually as far as each having three bracelets you know I'm, 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 I'm proud of that just because uh, like I said you know he Daniel's got the, the lead as far as you know the most bracelets in Canada history and right. my buddy are in second but like I said the amount of World Series events that I've played versus you know most people is, is much lower so my batting average is, is pretty good and I'm, I'm proud of that and uh, you know who knows maybe I'll go down next year and win another one <laughs> maybe that'd be nice that first win in, in 2009 was almost a half a million dollars U.S. When you win money like that, specifically this time, what's the craziest shit that you bought like right away when you win big money like that? <laughs> There's a knee jerk. You're doing something stupid. I mean, not really like that. You know, it's not like it's not like I'm 19 and I just <laughs> had a signing bonus and I'm buying a Corvette and wrapping it around a pool. Like, right. I know some people have done. I mean... I tend to cut loose and have a few drinks and uh, hit the boneyard, which boneyard is slang for craps table. Okay. Um, and roll the bones, which is the dice. And, you know, I've been known to have some fun doing that. And Obviously, when you're playing games other than poker in the casino, you're a favorite to lose. When you're playing poker, you're playing against other people. The casino just employs a dealer. There's winners. When you're playing against the casino, as you know, they have massive hotels free this, free that, you're not supposed to win. And so, you know, I'll, I'll typically light it up and go for dinner and have a, some nice wine and go hit the old boneyard after and dust off a few thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a kid where, where I'm just going to go buck wild and, you know, wake up blackout and realizing what I just did or something. No, it's not, it's not quite like that. Wow. That's uh, that's amazing restraint because I think that if it was to fall in my lap, like I'd be doing some messed up shit that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, dude, it definitely happens. Let, let's get outside of uh, uh, poker and hockey, and, and thank you again for doing this with us tonight. Um, and I kind of want to get to know you a little bit more. I'm curious, what are you binge watching lately? Uh well, I'm a uh, lately. It's been Ray Donovan. Not sure if you've. Uh, Yes. heard of that show on netflix great show loved it and uh oh yeah go off for hours and hours and hours and realize i gotta get up in the morning to um, go to my trainer and then i'll you know i'll put it down the problem when i'm binge watching is uh i don't just sit there and watch them eating and eating and eating and going through the doritos like they're nothing so that's kind of my my vice you know doritos and the and the wine gums while i'm watching this this shit but <laughs> yeah i like that i'm a i'm a suits guy i love suits i like suits blacklist like, great show. Yeah. um 
SUV, Law and Order. Like I, I kind of like the the crime detective, you know, make you think type of shows. Definitely want some action in there. I watch that show Scandal um, in its entirety. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, if you if you know about that one with the, with the president. Um, yeah, yeah. so many good shows now. So many good shows. So yeah. many good shows. Yeah. What was the music in the Mueller house as a kid growing up? What are your parents playing? Well, my parents they're they're playing a lot of the oldies <laughs> and the oldies back then were the sixties. Right. And uh and some German tunes and uh you know, I'm not gonna lie, I, I don't mind them myself after playing in in Europe, uh listening, you know, they did have some crazy crazy Oktoberfest uh polka music of <laughs> yeah. kinda it, it's good upbeat tunes. Totally. You know? Yeah. But me I'm a drinking music. Ex- oh absolutely. Oktoberfest, you know, feel good. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a eighties and 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 kind of rock guy like ACDC, Def Leppard. You know, I yeah. I like, but I, but I also like the, I also like. I mean, I'm I'm pretty, I'm pretty mellow when it comes to music as far as what I have to listen to. You know, like I listen to some country, I listen to some rap. I'm not I'm not as passionate. If there's a concert of something that I like in town, I'll go see it. You know, yeah. But yeah, I'm pretty good with the flow when it comes to when it comes to tunes. Yeah. What was your first concert? Oh my goodness! I mean, I probably don't remember much of it, but uh, <laughs> let me see. I saw Guns N' Roses in Germany in the Olympia Stadium. Wow, nice! Which was pretty incredible. Um, I think that might have been my first one. I, I, I'm not sure. It's I, I watched the Steve Miller Band in in BC when I was oh, okay. a kid too. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. Did, you know, total total different. Yeah, different. Uh, Type of music, but classic rock, though. Absolutely, Steve Miller's amazing. Oh, he's, he, yeah. I love Steve Miller. Amazing, yeah. If you could have a superpower, Greg, which power would you want to have? <laughs> never really thought about it. I mean, I realize I'm, I'm never going to have one, so I never really waste my time thinking about it. Um, yeah. I guess maybe you know, I feel like I read people pretty well, anyways. But obviously, being a poker player and you know, maybe if I could fully get into their brain. You know, a lot of times I kind of know what people are thinking just from the poker, and, you know, I can see if someone's sad or struggling or, you know, they're putting on the happy act or not, like not even in poker in life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that's developed from my, my reading skills at the poker table. But I guess, you know, even more so getting into people's heads would be, you know, would probably be something I would, I would enjoy. Yeah. I bet you some people must have multiple tells, eh? Well, big time. And, and I, yeah, back to poker, when I won the bracelet this year, there was a really good player that came in second and that had a, a third, actually. But he had the chip lead the whole day. And then he went on to come second in the main event uh, three weeks later for $6 million. That was second place. His name's Dario. Mm. Really nice guy. And in my interviews, they asked me, you know, what was the turning point? I said, Dario, super nice guy, super tough player, but he's a tell box, and tell box means he gives off tells. And I went into the tank and, and thought about a hand for like five minutes and two minutes once. And five minutes when you're staring at, I mean, imagine you're just sitting there for five minutes, no social media, no phone, no, like that's a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah, he, he gave me all the information uh, on three big hands. Once he had it and I folded correctly, and the other two times he didn't have it, and I, and I called his bluff. And so, um, 
and so, you know, tells are very important. My point to the story was my brother had mentioned to me because he had, he came flew down for the final table, which was nice having having him there for the celebration and the, the award ceremony the next day. And, nice. And he said to me uh, after he had seen Dario come in second, and it was all over ESPN, you know, live. And he was like, Dario wore shade this time. I guarantee you it had to do with your interview saying he's a telebox. And it probably got back to him because when we were at the final table, he didn't wear the shades. And somewhere along the line, he probably had heard that I had said he was a telebox and he put the shades on because he won for the whole final table of the main event and came in second. Oh, yeah. So maybe, there you go. Maybe. Interesting. Oddball question. Do you think that aliens have visited Earth? Uh, you know what? I, I don't, I mean, I don't, even though I was just the, the lead zombie in the Canucks uh, 50th anniversary uh, video on the pregame. Very nice. <laughs> I'm not sure. Have you been to a game this season yet? I, One of the two I, home games? No, I haven't been to the, I was at a preseason, but I don't know that they're playing that video. No, yet. they weren't. They played it for the opener, so next time you go, there's a a lead kind of uh, demon, and uh, a buddy of mine had asked me if I wanted to fill that role because he knows I can skate and I'm big, and and uh, three hours of makeup and uh, yeah, I I looked like a like a like a zombie. You'll see it. I think they're gonna play it before every Canuck home game, and uh, so so oddly enough, that you ask me that, I don't uh, I don't really think much about these types of things yeah so yeah I don't, I don't i don't i don't really i can't really give you an answer yeah like what's your gut to say the sasquatch <sighs> i mean do you know what i mean like i mean there's that, that kind of shit there's so many people that see it and yeah i mean I, i'm sure if somebody a lot of times people see what they want to see too yeah true enough and it you, you know, know you're sitting enough they want to see it ogle pogo at the oak right, and you know I, i'm up there every summer and Same. you you see beautiful up there and then you know you see something move and you're like yeah i think it's on the yoga pole like you know it's kind of you're told it's out there and now you're looking for it and you hear people say it i mean i don't think anybody's lying i'm sure people that have seen it have seen it or something similar a big eel or so, you know right. but and and for sure is there is there other creatures living on this earth and and just you know animals and humans probably you know, but how big, how old, where are they coming from? I'm, I, I'm not really the guy to ask. I don't, I don't really watch those types of music I, or those types of movies. I don't really think about it too much. So, you know, I mean, if I saw something with my own eyes, I'd be like, you are not going to believe this, right. you know? So if someone's telling me that who I has no reason to lie, I, I, I would, I'd ask him how many beers he had first, maybe, you know? But. Sure, sure makes your, your head scratch a little bit, doesn't it? Speaking exactly. Of, speaking of, uh, your take on legalized marijuana. Again, again, I mean, from what I've heard, honestly, one, one thing being an athlete that, you know, was always ingrained in my, my blood from my parents is I'm never a drugs guy. And, and, I, and I realized the big discussion, marijuana's not a drug, alcohol's worse. I'm not putting it down in the slightest. Just for me, you know, it, before it became legalized, uh, the terminology was drugs. Drugs. You know, yeah. and even though it's just weed, I know tons of people that smoke weed before it was legalized, after it was legalized. 
it's an herb. It's used to help you with pain. It's used to help you fall asleep. I don't judge anybody that's doing that at all. In fact, you know, people sometimes tell me I'm so high strung I should be smoking a joint more. But, <laughs> but it's just never been my thing. So I don't really waste time thinking about you know, oh, it should be legal. shouldn't be. I know it's you know, like 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 a lot of people said, alcohol is probably a lot worse on the body than the than you know marijuana is. And so if it doesn't if it's not bad for you and it in some cases helps you relax helps you feel better if you're stressed or you got you know anxiety and and this is gonna take the edge off by all means do it you know yeah as long as it doesn't turn you into some crazy person or a freak or or violence or nothing if it helps you fall asleep better god the the world can be a tough place and, and, and if people use it as a crutch or just use it to feel happy or smile or veg out by all means make it legal sort of thing you know mm-hmm. that's a great take i i did tell you greg that i was only going to have you maybe 15 20 minutes we're getting it more into about a half hour here so i'll respect your time i'm going to ask you one last question and it's an oddball oh have you ever had a near-death experience um you know not directly I mean, you know, it's happened where you, you're on a road trip and you go to stop and, and, and you're going and, hey, let's grab, a, let's grab a quick bite. I'm starving or I got to take a leak. Really? You can't hold it? No, man. Okay, pull over. By the time you come out, you're back on the highway. You find out there's an accident that was like literally, you know, four minutes ago. And, mm. you know... And quite often when that's happened, which has happened probably like twice, you, you, I remember coming home from Calgary and that happened and, and we were like, oh my goodness, thank goodness you had to pee kind of, you know, selfishly speaking. But, right. but is that a near death experience? I mean, that, that's kind of like, well, if I was there at that time, but you know, sure. if you believe in the butterfly effect, which I do, not so much what I'm doing in my hot tub affects the guy in Vancouver at this moment, but... <laughs> But it, no, I mean, some people do, but as far as, sure, lots as far of people as, do. if I was on the road at that time, maybe the car behind me that was speeding was slowing down, or maybe the car that was slowing down, or, you know, there's a million things. So, you know, I don't even really count that, but definitely situations where, oh my goodness, geez, we, you know, we weren't, we weren't on, we weren't there when we were supposed to be, and, you know, geez, what would have happened, you know, but as far as a, you know, I, uh, you know, I had a, I had a, a girlfriend, an ex-girlfriend, that went to the that concert in Vegas. Oh. Um. Uh. Like we had we had broken up, and I think she went a, a year or two years after we had broken up. She went to that concert with the shooting, and her and her new boyfriend were there. And and I remember she had told me like it was it was crazy like they thought it was fireworks and then they realized it was gunshots and they were like bouncing around like real close to them you know they were getting smothered to to protect like i think he had you know kind of covered her up to protect her like that was really serious and scary um experience like you know oh. traumatized and watching bodies imagine like, be there dude it, that's what that's what i'm saying she was and watching bodies you know kind of collapse right in front of you wow. is like almost like you know you're at a war and it's not it's not a war so you're it's just at a concert and and so like an experience like that no thankfully i've 
I've never been a part of that or in a big car crash where I wake up in the hospital. You know, I've I, I've been very blessed in that sense that you know by by you know by getting by not getting into trouble and just by chance not being around you know any any situations. So yeah, I mean, I guess I guess the long drawn out wooden answer is no. <laughs> I mean, have you? Have you had any of that? Yeah, I've I've had a few. Yeah, I've had a few. I almost got hit by a a train when I was uh, maybe grade three. Really? And when you say almost. Like really close. Like running running over a trussel. And and my foot got stuck in between the ties. And I'm fucking around and trying to get my foot out. Left my shoe there eventually. Started running. And by the time I jumped off of the trussel into just the ditch or whatever on the other side and it was over the Kitimat river by the time I jumped off to the side by the, by then the train was pretty much on top of me and I felt the biggest rush of air ever. Like it literally missed me by a second. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, that's uh Oh dude, I got in so much shit. That's a near death experience. Yeah. I oh, don't, I don't, yeah, that, I don't think, uh, I don't think, I've I've experienced that, and quite honestly, I'm I'm okay if when my time comes that I don't say you know well you haven't lived until you've almost never lived or whatever. Like I'm yeah. I'm okay with not experiencing that. But. Yeah, no, I feel that. I mean, I I would just like to not even know how I'm gonna die. You know what I mean? Like it, it was one of those if somebody could tell you, it's like no man, I don't I don't want to know that. I yeah, exactly. I, I don't even want to know the year. <laughs> exactly. You know, like not a chance. Anyway, Greg, back to your tub. Uh, thank you again for jumping on the Toddcast here. You are at Greg FBT on Twitter. I'm at Greg FBT on Twitter and at Greg FBT on the Instagram. Yeah. Exactly. Nice branding. You got to keep it the same. That way people can find you. Absolutely. I'm kind of <laughs> new on the Insta. Uh, you know, on the yeah. Twitter, I have a lot more followers verified. You know, I've, I've been on there for more. It's kind of second nature. Instagram, the hashtags, the the uh, the pictures. You know, luckily I'm an older millennial, so you know I understand how it works. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, still a little newer on that, but enjoying it. So nice. Well, we'll see you online. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast.